live from an undisclosed location in a basement somewhere in New York City. It's the Shredhead Podcast with your host, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shredder. All right. What's up, my mutant miscreants? And welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly. It is I, Orokusaki, a.k.a. Uncle F- I mean, the Shredder. Alright. I missed you guys over last... Over, it's been a week. Wow. Uh, felt longer. I don't know why, but it has... And well, it's episode eight of the Shredhead Podcast. We're again with me, your host, the Shredder, and with me, as usual, on the ones as well as the twos, is my main brain, Crang, Crang. Where's that? People know Where's you're that? out there. What? You're in here, out there too. You out here? You out here, Crang? That's right. I probably talked over you getting your shit off, but that's my bad. I'm just excited to be here in... What is... What's the date? Oh, 222. Our 222-2020. The year of our Lord. Yeah, man, you ever think Jesus was here 2,020 years ago? And everyone just flipped the calendar according to his appearance and... And then his uh his his disappearance, I guess I should. He didn't quite disappear, he just like told everybody bye. Damn man. These are the thoughts that keep me awake at night now. Now that I'm not consumed with those accursed turtles. Anyway. <clears throat> Alright, man, let's get to it. What do we got here? Uh Alright, Nick's check, Nick's check. Real, real Knicks check. Uh, yeah, so after the uh, the All-Star break, the National BA fired back up for the second half of the season. And of course, we started, we really started the, started the second half of the season in uh, mid-season form by losing to the Pacers. At this point, we're not even, you, no one is accusing us of tanking. We're just bad, man. You know, we're just we're just bad at it, and we're really, really bad uh, in the front office, man. So whoever we can get rid of, there, hint, hint, wink, wink, get him out of there, man. Whatever we gotta do. Uh, so we lost to uh, the Pacers, which you know. Whatever, man. Not looking for wins and losses. We're just... You you can't even, like... You know, some people hold out hope that, yeah, yeah, we'll lose and then come up big in the offseason. We'll uh, we'll, we'll win the sweepstakes or whatever. You, You already know how this goes, so... I'll not waste another breath talking about... 
the New York Knickerbockers' chances of being relevant. Just keep getting them checks, man. Keep getting them checks. And speaking of getting those checks, Tom Thibodeau wants to come on and be the coach here. Tom Thibodeau. Fuck it. No. <sighs> you know, he had a scheme defensively that worked for like 15 minutes in the league until everybody got onto it, but this is a high-octane, high-offense league, man. None of that shit gonna work. But fuck it, man. Come on, come on in for a cup of coffee. We're doing nothing but, you know, making money, I guess. And that's all this is about. Not, not pride in one city or whatever. Anyway, let me get out of the basement and let me go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. That's right. Dwayne Wade and his decision uh, uh, to support um, his uh, I don't know if, if kid or child is the right uh, definitely not a child uh, I'm speaking of course about the dunk contest that took place and the travesty that Dwayne Wade made of it, uh, it is most certainly something that I would do and something that I support. Um, if, you know, one of my guys, if Tetsu was out there, Bebop or Rocksteady, and they did a, you know, they entered the dunk contest, you know, hey man, he pulled a fast one, you know, all the judges for whatever reason, decided that they were going to have a pact and say, nah, man, you know, let's, uh, let's all get, um, uh, what, what was dude's name? I can never remember this guy's name. He's, he's the kid, uh, he, he's the guy from Miami who only, only does East Bay funk. You know, the Isaiah Ryder, uh, dunk. That's all he did the entire time, and it was super impressive. It was East Bay Funk from, you know, uh, a 360 East Bay Funk. That's what they call, that's the, the actual name of the, the dunk that everyone does, like 40 times, the uh, between the legs, you know, you, 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 you cup it and you put it between the legs and then you bring it out on the other side. The name of that, of course, is the East Bay Funk, and it's the only dunk that this kid does, um, which is uh, one more dunk than I can do, of course, but, uh, you know, th th this kid loves to East Bay Funk, and he'll, he'll do it from, uh, from, from the sideline, he'll do it from, uh, you know, out of a 360, a reversed East Bay Funk, uh, from the free throw line, from the parking lot, East Bay Funk, that's it and that's all. Uh, so, off, off the strength of that being his only move, I was more uh, in the realm of giving it to, uh, what, what was the kid's name, Gordon? Yeah, man, 
kid who only dunks. But, uh, you know, Aaron Gordon, Van Gun Hops, uh, Kenny Smith was saying that he did not touch Taco when he dunked. He very clearly touched Taco. His balls were all over Taco's, uh, the back of his head or whatever, and his hands. And that's fine. Taco's like, as tall, he's, Taco is, he's, he's super tall. You know, he's what, seven, five. So if you jump up and your, your, your nuts graze a guy that's seven, five, I mean, I, I get it. But Kenny, you're notorious for just saying words during dunk contests. Cut it out, you weirdo. I love Kenny. But man, Kenny, calm down, bro. You know, still not as embarrassing as his uh, reaction to Vince Carter's, you know, dunk contest in 2000 where he was just openly trying to become his... His son was trying to be adopted by Vince Carter. And I get it, but, you know, relax, relax, dude. You know, calm down. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, yes, keeping uh, in related to the NBA, or the National BA, I should say. Uh, guys, could we, let's give Steph Curry... And Aisha, break, man. You know, come on, guys. I know, I know. They put their, their they put their relationship on the internet. They're famous, and you know, they're the biscuit batter, and they're a little annoying. Aisha more so than than Steph. I get it, but just let them have this one, guys. You know. They got the picture on the beach early. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you think I'm just talking about them being annoying in general, they're not really annoying. They're just like, they're not annoying like Urkel. They're annoying like your parents, you know, mom and dad. Just, you know what I mean? God bless them, man. You, you don't really want them to be hurt or anything like that. You just want them to, to stop a little bit, you know, relax, wait until you're not looking. Uh, they took a photo on the beach earlier this week. Aisha showing way more skin than we're used to seeing and not looking bad, man. You know, Aisha, Aisha's never been accused of being ugly, you know, just lame. And that's fine. Your mom is lame, too. You know, until you get older and you realize that she's cool, despite, like, having to do all of the corny things that parents have to do when you're a child and then finding them hard to shake because so much of who they are becomes, you know, based on trying to make you into a reasonable human. You really don't get that until... You know, until you're older, or it's most certainly until you start trying to raise your own. I know my father was a hard man, and uh, someday we'll get we will get into uh, Papa Saki. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Papa Saki, as uh, the neighbors called him. I uh, I I had to refer to him as uh, as as Thomas. 
uh, we we had a very uh, we, he was a stern man, you know. Uh, my brother and I, uh, Nagi, Oroku Nagi, you know, I, I've spoken on him in the past, but uh, my 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 pops, uh, Thomas Joseph Saki. Like I said, he was a very stern man. Uh, he liked his drink, you know. That's, I, I find it ironic that he used to drink so much sake and his, his, his name was Saki, uh, you know, and, um, yeah, man, it was, uh, the, the man had his demons. He had his demons, but uh, as I grew older, uh, had a child of my own, I, um, I I grew to understand him more. I say all that to say that Steph and Aisha Curry on the beach, come on guys, give him a break. Uh, you know, you know Steph had to take that picture. Uh, you know, his, his 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 lady wanted to feel, you know, she wanted there to be, you know, they want to make some memories, you know. And it just so happens that they're celebrities, and everybody puts all of their shit on pub on, on social media. Not just celebrities, you know. You you see their whole lives, and we have way more access to these people than we used to have ever. Uh and so, so now you're seeing their vacation photos, and sure, Steph's got a chubby, you know. Listen, his wife ain't ugly, man. She's got a, you know, she's she's a good-looking lady. You know, I know a, a while back, you know, she caught some grief because she, of what she said about uh, wanting to feel wanted, and uh, you know, just wanting and wanting like niggas on the street to like. Not necessarily try to holler at her, but just acknowledge that she be looking good, you know? And that's a very human thing, to want to feel wanted, you know? You go so long without getting a compliment, and then somebody says, hey, nice, whatever, you know? And, 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 and if it's welcome, you, you, you're, you're, you're grateful. Not that you're stumbling all over yourself to accept it, but still, you're just like, hey, all right, somebody, somebody knows I exist, you know? That sort of thing. Anyway, Steph's got a job, you know, uh, Aisha, you, you, listen, man, you, you, you be together as long as they've been together, and, uh, and, and tell me how many of your wives you're willing to bang face to face and still get a chubby like that for, you know, shit, anyway, uh, let's see, oh, ooh, yes, speaking of getting a chubby, uh, Mike Bloomberg got dragged for filth, they read that nigga up and down that stage, and of course I'm speaking of the, uh, the democratic debate, Yes, Mike Bloomberg spent all of his money to come in there and get a, well, not all of his money, nigga got mad bread, but nigga spent a whole, he spent a whole ass pretty penny to break into this democratic elect, I mean, this uh, democratic, democratic uh, nomination campaign to get his ass broke off. 
Elizabeth Warren popped off the ceremony by saying a bunch of stuff that sounded like she was talking about Donald Trump and then flipped it. Ooh, bitch had bars. That's right. She flipped it on him and even his little face, he was like, yo, you're talking about me. You could hear the gasp coming from the audience as she continued to read that nigga. Uh, why did he think this was not going to happen? Everybody went in on him. Uh, I mean, well, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren went on to go into basically a roast. Uh, she got, uh, she got that nigga Petey Booty. She got him, uh... I mean, she she went after everybody. She she talked about Amy real quick, Amy Klobuchar, who was just glad to be recognized again. I was just talking about Aisha Curry wanting to be recognized, and you know it's a very human thing. Even if everybody, if somebody's not bad, you feel if somebody is roasting everybody and getting their jokes off, and then they look at you, and then they don't give you nothing. They give you half a bar, you know, it almost, I mean, human nature, that, 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 that FOMO, that fear of missing out, man, you're still like, yo, you, that's all you had for me. You don't see me as a threat. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was some of that, but, uh, shit was hilarious, man. Somebody, somebody put the ether, the ether beat over it. And so every time she said an insult, you hear like one of the, the little, uh, I, I don't know what they call it, the little hit, the little chime or whatever, uh, from where, from where Nasir was saying, uh, you know, you, you bit on my dick like that. Uh, shit was hilarious, bro. Check it out. If you have not, uh, I'm pretty sure you can find it on the Twitter, the Twitter app in your phone. You know I was one of the first people with uh, FaceTime, right? I used to FaceTime my man Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady. I, we had the, the little pink phone with the with the uh, AMOLED screen. This was like the 90s, though. I don't be knowing about the AMOLED, man. Don't try to tell y'all. Anyway. Let's, uh... Let's break right here. When we get back, we'll talk about some movies. And uh, Black History Month continues, baby. And so uh, when we come back, we will be discussing Dolomite. Ladies, are you ready for the best in adult male entertainment? Then come to the Showdown in Motown all-male review at Watts Club, Mozambique. All the players will be there. Scorpion. Damon. The Mustangs. King Caesar. Viper. Cobra. Final Assault. Magnum. It's the showdown in Motown at Watts Club Mozambique on Finkel Avenue. Yo, what what happened to the commercial? That was it? It just cut off like that? Craig, 
why, pray tell, do we have a strip club commercial? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't have a problem with it being for the, I, listen, whoever's paying the bread, I don't care. But why are they buying ad space from outside of Detroit? It's the showdown in Motown, right? Like, are people really, are women really that thirsty driving uh, or flying in from out of town? I mean, if it's, I don't know, maybe. Oh, the showdown in Motown is like the WrestleMania of male adult. Okay, well, whatever. Hey, shit, now that I know that, I might go in there. Make me a little, make me a little change. Doing something strange. All right, man. Speaking of, man, oh, I keep saying speaking of, and it sounds like I'm beating it to death, but actually, that's right. Actually, I'm going to speak of a former shake dancer himself, Mr. Rudy Ray Moore, also known as the Dolomite. That's right, the, the crime-fighting pimp uh, from, from the uh, black exploitation films of the 70s uh, and uh, former comedian, uh, not, not activist. Uh, well, in his own way, in his own way, yes. Yes, he was. Uh, he was also the basis for the character of Bullhorn uh, in, in your Black Dynamite film that everyone loves so much. Uh, he, um, he, of course, is the uh, subject of the uh, recent film, Dolomite Is My Name, uh, found on Netflix, starring one Eddie Murphy. Yes, Eddie, the Eddie Murphy, uh, uh, starring as uh, Rudy Ray Moore, and it follows the story of how Rudy made his New York rise from uh, the Chitlin circuit and uh, being a manager at a record store, among other things, um, to you know his mega stardom as uh, well. You know, depending on depending on who you ask, uh, his mega stardom and the very unlikely uh, story of him becoming. A leading man, even if they were just his, they were his films, uh, and him just trying to make a way for himself and his friends, uh, uh, you know, on his records and uh, eventually with his films, Dolomite, um, Dolomite, the Human Tornado, uh, the uh, uh, P.D. Wheatstraw, the Monkey Hustle, you know, all those other things that you can catch up to. Um, by simply wikiing the guy. Uh, and so a lot of the information I will be pulling, I will not be checking, uh, but the things that I don't know off the top of my head, I will be conferring, of course, with Wikipedia. So if you'd like to follow along, uh, go ahead and flip to that. Uh, and, 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 you know, I'll wait, I'll wait for you to get past the irritating you know, a uh, uh, thing where they ask you for money because Wikipedia is all of a sudden going going out of business or whatever. Uh, sell the ad space, man. Just the only thing worse 
than uh, asking me, I'm sorry, the only thing worse than uh, um, advertisements is uh, you making me feel bad by asking for contributions. I get it, man. Just, you know, just don't go nuts and don't go with, uh, um, you, you already use the space, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent again. You already use the space of Wikipedia uh, to spread, um, you know, a mix of information and misinformation. It's okay if there's like a, an ad at the bottom, you know, it's not like an annoying like pop-up back in the day. It's not like goddamn geo sites, cities or whatever. I never, I never, uh, I still don't know if it's geo sites or geo cities. I was in jail for the, a lot of the time that the internet was a thing. Uh, so pardon me if I don't remember exactly how things were pronounced. Doesn't matter. Uh, I, I say all that to say, take the information that you're getting here with a grain of salt. And if it matters that much to you, uh, you know, go do some research, go through the archives uh, of one Rudolph Frank Moore, born March 17th in 1927. Damn, Grandpa. I think it was out here. So, okay, let's take that into consideration right here, right now. 1927. The man was born 19, you figure, around 1977, uh, in that, in that, somewhere in that realm, Dolomite, the film that he made himself, I'm sorry, 1975, there you go, uh, which, uh, that he did, Moore spent most of his earnings, America's the financial movie, which appeared in 1975, and was described as one of the great exploitation movies of the 1970s, so, you considered Rudy Ray Moore was quite, was near the age of 50 before completing the work that would make him super famous. Um, and, you know, it's not like a lot of people know his name now without having to go and check those old films and, and, and go back. But that, that, that's, that's it right there, that those old films exist by sheer will, having had all the doors slammed in his face from all of the other uh, distribution companies who saw the film and got the screener and were just and just decided that this movie was bad and that they weren't going to be associated with it, only for them to come back to him with their hats in their hands, asking, you know, hey, let us distribute this, let us because everybody's not going to get your vision. You know, half the time you say something that hasn't ever been done, people will look at you like you have two heads because things that have never been done are hard to conceive of. And when people lack the vision, listen, some of these, some of your ideas will be trash. Others will be really good and no one will get it until you start doing it. That's basically the premise of this film. Never mind the fact that it's about a man's life. Never mind the fact that it, you know, doesn't exactly tell each and every little detail. Uh, 
really the the life of Dolomite was a whole lot less problematic than one would probably think. Um, but it was just, you know, there, there are rumors of things uh, that he, you know, he, he may or may not have been uh, closeted homosexual, but, um, you know, that's one of the things that are out there. And I don't want to, again, I don't want to spread misinformation. And uh, certainly, if that was a thing that he was trying to hide, it's a tad disrespectful that people feel the need to come out and, and blurt those things out. And I, I will include myself. Uh, but, you know, I also didn't want that to... You're, you're going to find that out anyway if you look Rudy Ray Moore up. So... You know, at least, I mean, I, I have every ounce of respect for the man um, just simply by watching him do what he did and uh, believe in himself. So uh, Dolomite is my name is a great place to start, but uh, just some of the stuff that the film doesn't go over. Uh, he was raised, born and raised in Fort Smith, Arkansas, moved to Akron, Ohio, and then to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I know the the film Dolomite, I believe, takes place in Chicago, uh, or at least somewhere in that midwestern area. Um, so it very well could be Milwaukee because someone comes from. There's a character in the in the movie named Chicago, uh, as a female, one of his new girls that he that he acquired while uh, apparently being in prison. Uh, she just came into the fold outside. Uh, while he was locked up inside, uh, she got with Queen Bee, played by Lady Reed, who is, uh, I don't know the actress, the actor who played her in the Dolomite Is My Name film, but she was exquisite. Uh, I really love Lady Reed because she, again, she wasn't that person. She wasn't exactly the first, uh, the, the, she wasn't at the top of the list of what people saw as a uh, um, leading lady. You know, playing the down, the, the bottom bitch, uh, Queen Bee. Hey, Amen. I don't make up the terminology. But uh, anyway, um, in Milwaukee, Dolomite preached. Preached, jeez. Uh, he worked as a nightclub dancer. So, uh, or as, as they call it in uh, Dolomite is my name, uh, a shake dancer. Uh, he uh, appeared in character as Prince Dumas. Sounds problematic. I'm pretty sure that sounds, yeah. Anyway, it was a different time, guys. Get over it. Then he joined the army, which was uh, a very interesting. One of the things that they didn't even speak of. Um, he joined the army and served in an entertainment unit. He was nicknamed the Harlem Hillbilly for singing country songs in R&B style. That's dope. Uh, they actually do a thing uh, in, in Dolomite Is My Name where he and uh, Lady Reed sing some really, really raunchy lyrics. It's dope. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, then he went to L.A., worked in clubs. And uh, he made some more songs. Did do for Federal Cash Ball Kent and.
and imperial labels during between 1955 and 1962 uh, and released his first comedy album Below the Belt 1959 The Beatnik Scene 1962 and A Comedian is Born in 1965, 1964 sorry uh, yeah so you know he goes on he uh, makes his records they're really raunchy so it's, it's in the same vein of like a Red Fox or, or Richard Pryor, uh, but he plays more characters. He uh, gets some stories of pimps and uh, you know and and former street guys uh, from a lot of the homeless and uh, and uh, the addicts, addicts, Ad addicts uh, on the street. Uh, he, he buys their stories from them. And they hand them down to him, uh, you know, in, in the old, old style of oral storytelling to which he takes and he flips and he uses it. Uh, and, you know, he, he rides it all the way and becomes what is known as the godfather of rap. And uh, there's, there's a whole lot more, man. Of course, a lot of people snoop. Two Live Crew, uh, Big Daddy Kane, um, you know, oh yeah, yeah, Disaster Strikes, he did that too, where he uh, did the, the Dolomite intro. Uh, so yeah, man, Dolly, oh, Rudy Ray Moore, had a whole lot to do uh, with ushering in the age of rap and hip hop and uh, just general braggadocia and bravado. Uh, that so many people have uh, used throughout the years, of course. Um, if you can see, if you haven't seen uh, Dolomite Is My Name, check it out. I had to space it out over several days because I, I'm a busy man, you know. But uh, check it out if you have not. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure how true to life the film is. But uh, if anything is to be taken away from it, is that Dolomite was, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Rudy was a stand-up guy. He looked out for his friends. Um, and, and life will give you every single reason as to why you shouldn't do something. So the last thing that you need is to doubt yourself. I'll say that again. Life will give you every reason, every statistic, everything that every roadblock everything that could go wrong uh as a reason why you should not begin or why you should not try to do what you love why you shouldn't try to be a star why you should not try to get in shape why you should not try to save money there there's, there's an infinite number of reasons and excuses one could have uh, but do not let yourself off the hook. Keep going. Do that thing that you always said you were going to do. And if it works, great. If it flops, hey man, you tried. Trying and failing is better, of course. You hear it all the time, but it, it, no truer words will ever be spoken. That trying and failing is the first step to success and 
that if you don't do anything, you don't back that car out of the driveway, you'll go nowhere, baby. Let's take a break. When we, re when we return, I will have for you the Cretan of the Week, as well as Shred Commendations. It's the Shredhead Pod, y'all. Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell y'all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or Theater from our butts. Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. All right, and we're back. Uh, I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time on, uh, on Cretan of the Week because, quite frankly, uh, it's nothing new. It's nothing different. People just being racist jerks. Uh, everybody who is, like, hiding from Asian people uh, on the bus or like just getting up and moving away no, you from people who aren't like coughing or wearing a mask or anything like that. You just see people being Asian and you think you're going to catch the coronavirus. You're, you're an asshole and you're the Creighton of the week and I don't want to spend a whole lot of energy on you. Uh, I'm going to just move. I'm just going to slide over because we're we're nearing our the end of our time guys uh if there's anything i could leave you with for the weekend um get yourself a snack bundle up and turn uh to youtube and look up the power team for jesus oh man some of you remember this it came on in the 90s, uh, so it's just nothing but a bunch of tracksuits and sweet, sweet mullets. All these dudes. Uh, okay, so the premise of the show is that it's a it's a really big church. Uh, it's a big, like, arena-style event. Uh, and some really deezed guy will stand... Uh, before a crowd and preach. So it's almost like if a pro wrestler were a preacher. Uh, and so they, they, they talk uh, for however long about the word of God. And then at the end of it all, they break stuff. Uh, they use their immense strength to just do ridiculous feats. And it is amazing i used to watch it in the 90s again i watched everything i had f 16 tvs on at one time uh uh and, and and my light bill was high as hell but fuck it i was a villain so i was stealing the power anyway uh but one thing one thing that made me feel like maybe i should turn it all around was watching the power team for Jesus, was that CBN? The Christian Broadcasting Net Man. Listen. Crying. Crying used to watch it with me. Crying. 
Fam, remember when my mans preached the whole thing. I think it was like a sermon about uh, fishing or something like that. Anyway, he did this whole thing. And they use parables. And they're, they're really good speakers, man. Like, they're good, like, Christian speakers. You want to kind of listen to what they're talking about. Even though it's almost... It's basically lunacy that they do all of this. And then the guy runs through a wooden telephone pole. That's something that really happened. Check it out. Look it up on YouTube. They're ripping phone books in half. They're running through wooden telephone poles. They are um, blowing up hot water bottles until they burst. And I mean, like, with their own breath. They're breaking blocks. They're breaking, um, like, like ice blocks. They're, like, headbutting things in half. It's incredible. And really, like, how many times, how many times have you gone to church? And you've drifted off. And then at the end of it, they just tell you to go home. Here, you get through a sermon. And then they just break shit. It's amazing. So, power team for Jesus. Check it out. Sorry for swearing while talking about church. I guess. I don't know. It's just that hype. Anyway, with that said, I need you to look over there so that I can I ninja vanish. I'll see you niggas next week. I mean, people next week. I love you. But you may call me the Shredder. Slap box with Jesus. Lick shots at Joseph. 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 Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.